What's up, Jamie? What's going on, Keith? Just good enough? Uh, you okay? Yeah, I'm just stretch- stretching at a bad time is what that was right there. But uh, I had all the time up to this to, to get comfortable and stuff, and then I decided to do it as I hit the record button. That was pretty cool. But yeah, how did... Uh, Professionals. Professionals. I'm not, you know, going to brag, but I we're pretty good at this, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, not really. I don't know. We, we just talk on microphones. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so do you want to go first this week or do you want me to go first? Uh, you. All right, cool. Well, uh, I'll talk about, I'm going to talk about my non-chronic stuff that I've been doing. Okay. And then, then we'll jump into, uh, the chronic stuff later. But yeah, so for me, uh, I'm working on a Python course for Linux Academy. So it's it's weird that I'm going to be talking about work, not like my side job now, but I think it's still interesting because it's educational stuff. So, uh, that's kind of exciting, but back in the Python world and realizing how much Python has this idea that like there should be one and preferably only one best way to do something, except for they don't apply that to the important stuff about having a language like package management and uh, package like creation. Like there's no basically there's no equivalent to like bundle gem new kind of or whatever. Is it bad that I don't remember that actual bundle command? But basically to like create a new package, there's no equivalent in Python. And there's probably 30,000 conflicting reports on like how you should structure your packages and so it's pretty pretty frustrating but that's weird yeah super super annoying especially because the language like facilitates so many good things that it's like it's really not that bad they just haven't settled on like this is a good way to do it we should just do it this way um so that, that was pretty pretty frustrating but i'm pretty close to shipping my first course in fact i'm thinking that if i like really put my nose to the grindstone this week i should be able to finish my first course and get it in like all um and basically into post-production for for some of the other things so that's going to be a big thing on my plate uh i didn't record my video for youtube it's another sad thing for um for coder journey yeah to tell them that i like hey uh by the way guys i'm i'm not really doing youtube stuff that much anymore i i still (laughs) haven't done it uh, kind of procrastinating on that a little bit makes me sad. There probably there's probably you know two or three people sitting and refreshing YouTube every morning. Yeah, I know, That's right? Cool. It's it's kind of funny. So this is I was talking to Kendra about this the other day, but I haven't released a video in like a month and a half, two months, something like that. And I but I still check my YouTube stats, and I still like my subscribers go up by like five hundred fifty, uh, going on six hundred each month. And so I'm like, I started January 1st with 200 subscribers, and I'm thinking by the end of the year, I should have 4,000 subscribers that I don't do anything with anymore. So that's really kind of sad, but it'll be a cool number to have. Uh, can you put a YouTube channel on your resume? Well, um, well what, yeah, what I, would, uh, what I would recommend is say, hey, we're not doing YouTube videos anymore because of this. Mm-hmm. But here's my new podcast that's coming out and I'm going to release it on the channel and have a date when that's going to come out because that's a good idea. Yeah. Cause then you won't lose, you know, many subscribers maybe hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, you'll still see activity on there. Yeah. But, I mean, losing that whole community would kind of be sad. It would be really sad. So yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. Did you do any black Friday shopping? Oh Lord. No. Oh my gosh. I no. went out one time like 10 years ago. Oh yeah. My, my wife, my, my then girlfriend of TV. Mm -hmm. And I saw probably the bottom of humanity. And so I therefore do not go out anymore. 
Nice. Uh, we went out a few years ago, but this year in particular, I went on my Prague Prague book buying spree for Black Friday. Uh, well, I did. I mean, I stayed at home and yeah, I, I did buy oh, okay. some, some books. So, so yeah, I bought five books that I have no idea when I'm going to get through these. So this is like one of my other eventful things. Uh, a couple of them are Python related because I was like, well, since I'm getting back into Python, might as well look into this. And one of them is data science related because I think it'll be applicable to chronic. Nice. I think it would be really cool to do some data science-y sort of things behind the scenes um, on data for the people and like what they're actually working on. So if we can collect analytics on those kind of things and help people be more productive, I think that would be really sick. I don't know how to do it right now, but I intend on learning. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we talked about some of those things beforehand, kind of off mm-hmm. uh, off, off screen. But um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of too early to talk about, about those because we really don't know exactly. What oh, no, doing, yeah. But. I just... It's an idea. Like, I, yeah, it's one of those things that I always thought would be cool. But yeah. anyway, and I like to read books or just keep them in my Dropbox. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where I was at for like non-chronicy related stuff. Basically getting to the end of my first course uh, with Linux Academy and trying to wrap that thing up. So that's probably going to take most of my week this week. So last time or last uh, last time we recorded, you talked about that podcast and scheduling that and. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't get to that. No, I didn't do any of that. Cool. Um, that's not happening this week either. Like I said, I'm I'm honestly probably not going to work on much. Like I I bet this particular like coming week I'm not going to put in much work on Chronic. I'm mm-hmm. my like free time. I'm going to invest in finishing this course because the date I had kind of set uh, for myself to finish it is the end of the year. Like that's the my 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 target for this course. My internal to myself target for this was December first. And that was just me guessing. I didn't know exactly what was going to go into creating it. And so I'm getting pretty close, but I still want to be able to like finish it like well early. Just yeah. because I think it'd be I think it would be awesome to get in there and like show that I'm, you know, good at creating this kind of stuff. I think the YouTube channel speaks to the fact that I was pretty consistent for for a year and created like sixty some on videos. But I still want to, you know, basically set a good example in my new job and go from there. Nice. That'd be awesome. Do you want to talk non-chronic stuff? Oh, never mind. I see I show notes. You don't have anything new to report. So yeah, never mind. I don't mind. really have anything non-chronic. I mean, besides my consulting gig, um, I've been working on nothing but, but chronic. So. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Um, well, I'll give my chronic thing. So I've been pulling in your branch that's working on the API stuff and still working with Redux and React Native. And I'm doing, like, I'm figuring stuff out. Uh, Redux is cool, right? It's a, I, You're working on the, the iOS client app and we're building it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm working on the, I'm working on the mobile stuff. And pulling everything in is really nice. Like I like the way Redux like handles things, but I'm still I still have to learn how to like make some things work. So like right now I'm trying to build a on the client timer that gets updated by our server side timer and trying to figure out where to put that in a component based application is kind of weird. A component based like with a single data store Mm -hmm. uh, makes it a little bit funky since you're supposed to basically send signals in order to update things. And I'm like, I don't know, I need to send this signal from inside of another signal. Oh God, what's going on? Like that's where I'm at at the moment. So I'm sort of trying to figure out how to do like asynchronous signals and I'm I'm not quite there yet. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's been a lot of like trial and error, experimentation, learning new things. 
I'm figuring like a ton of stuff out. And I feel like once I get this async bit done, then I'll actually be able to iterate on this stuff pretty fast because I know where things go and I know uh, roughly how to structure things. And it's pretty easy to figure out what's going on in the application. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really enjoying my experience working with um, Redux in particular because I've worked with React before, so that's kind of old hat to me. And the React Native bit is like almost non-existent; like you don't even see it really. You just it looks like you're writing React, and then it just happens to run an iOS app. And we don't have a whole lot of UI going on. So right, cool. So what can can the timer can the client sign timer do anything? Oh, I mean, you can toggle a button Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and then I can look at the logs and see what's broken. Mm. Um, So like I have a uh, client side timer built, but I haven't like wired it in yet because I'm like, I want to be able to I need to know where to put the uh, the updates, because ideally what I want to happen is I want to have a client side timer that goes through the same approach to updating the timer as the server side timer. So they both dispatch events that change what the UI does, but they're like separate little data stores. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's that's the approach that I'm taking. And so I'm like, well, I don't even actually need to worry about it. Once I figure out how to dispatch these events like properly using the server side bit, then I can just do the same thing from the client side bit. So I actually started with the server building the client and uh, later, but I'm not actually using it yet. What's kind of your next steps? Um, for me, next steps is, well, I'm presumably going to be reviewing a PR from you with the API stuff. So we'll have that kind of like finalized. Um, and then, yeah, it'll be, I want to, I'm not sure if I'm going to implement the entire like whole setup of things, like figuring out exactly what to do with pause. I might leave some edge cases in this app just so I can like kind of get it out there and we can both like start, you know, messing around with it if you want to. Yeah. Um, so I might leave some edge cases in there, but I basically just want the, the standard, um, workflow to kind of work with the server. And right now, like I said, it's joining channels and it's creating the timer and it's listening to the callbacks. It just needs to dispatch some internal events properly. So once that stuff's done, then I'm going to push up my PR and hopefully get this thing out the door. And then from there, uh, we need to sit down and figure out where we want to go with this next, um, sprint i guess uh, or well, not really sprint marathon let's talk about that after uh, i give my update yeah cool yeah so like you said i've been working on the uh api server side um elixir stuff and what's taken me a while to figure out is you know last time we discussed channels and the use of channels and phoenix kind of has channels kind of deeply integrated um, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have that burden on the clients that we build. So if, if you think about like the API documentation and like what it would read, like if, if somebody's building an integration with, with chronic, like what would they have to go through? And I always think about that when I'm like building APIs, even if we're the only ones building those APIs, you know, in the, in the, in the beginning. And yeah. I just thought of how gnarly and nasty those those comments would be or, or those that documentation would be to say, like, hey, you need to send this event over the socket called PHX underscore join. And it needs to have this ref and it needs to return this join ref thing and how mm-hmm. gnarly that would be. And so I went through a lot of trouble trying to figure out how you can join a channel on the server side. Or 
how you can just use raw WebSockets and map of this little Phoenix layer that sits on top called channels. Uh, and I was really unsuccessful in doing that. Um, although I, I think I figure out a way uh, that it can be done by building a new kind of transport layer inside Phoenix that just uses kind of raw WebSocket stuff. Mm-hmm. But in order for us to kind of continue down this road, um, I think we're going to put that on pause and just kind of use the channels for now, since we're all using JavaScript. Um, well, we're using JavaScript right now, although that will change. Um, and Phoenix has a JavaScript library that makes kind of the channel stuff easy to do. So either we would need to kind of create that layer on all these different platforms that people would want to integrate integrate with or or create this new WebSocket transport thing. Um, <clears throat> I think eventually we'll do the, the WebSocket transport, raw WebSocket transport thing. But uh, so that took up a majority of my time. But once we kind of decided, hey, we're just going to use this channel stuff, I went pretty fast from there. Um, so the WebSocket API for timers is pretty much complete. Um, mm-hmm. One little tiny thing I need to do uh, in our connection API. Um, you know, originally we said that the ID, the this this kind of unique ID would come from the client and be sent back or be sent to us. And then we would use that to identify the socket. Uh, where I think now we're going to push that, we're going to create that on the server side, push that, and then the client will use that uh, on the API, on the WebSocket API going forward. I do have a question about that, actually. Yeah. So are you thinking we're going to generate this ID, send it back? So say somebody signs up and they're just using their phone, mm-hmm. or they don't sign up. That's that's the whole point, actually, mm-hmm. right? Like they're using it as a kind of an anonymous user. We give them this token store that on their device somewhere and then like they go and eventually sign up and then we just check the device to basically see if we can associate that token mm-hmm. okay that works yeah because yeah, i'm like i'm looking at this and i'm like how are we gonna do some of these other things like i i see just a lot of potential um it doesn't really matter though yeah so one of the things that they're not going to get obviously is if if they don't sign up if a user doesn't sign up they don't pay for chronic they're not going to get the ability to sync timers yeah. Um, once they sign up, and maybe there's a trial or whatever, so they can see the the syncing of the timer, whatever. Uh, but once mm-hmm. they sign up, we're basically going to switch that API token that was anonymous to uh, a registered API token. And then when they sign up on another device, let's say uh, on their iPad or Mac or whatever, they'll be able to use. You know, then they'll be able to see the synchronized timers and we will use group timers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all of that, all that API for the timers, for starting, for pausing, um, and all their associated events that we push out, those are all complete. Um, I kind of like how it turned out. Uh, the test suite mm-hmm. is really nice, uh, so it all kind of, all kind of works. So I'll have a PR for that up. Um, the other thing that obviously happened over the last two weeks is that the product hunt hackathon that we originally, you know, kind of created this for. Mm-hmm. And we talked last time about, well, if we get done with this API, maybe we'll add a little Slack bot. Uh, I literally got done with the API on like January 3rd or November 30th. So uh, that didn't happen. So whatever. We didn't really care that much about yeah. it. I actually don't know how anybody got anything useful done in one month unless they were working on it full time. 
Hey, some people get really useful things done in like the two day hackathons, man. People are fast. Yeah, people are fast. Um, they also, a lot of times in those situations, they like don't have tests. They're not like, yeah. you know, that's like really building a spike and releasing a spike yeah. uh, and going from there. It's cool. Yeah, that'll be done. That's a pretty big spot left. Um, why I was, I, I found out really what, what needed to be built by building a client side horrible spaghetti spike of a client-side timer and kind of seeing what needed to be done and what needed to be pushed from the server to kind of have two timers sync sync up. So that was cool and useful. So that's what we got done. And now we need to kind of go down a product roadmap to kind of figure out what we're going to work on next and who's going to do what. Uh, but I'm pretty excited, man. I'm, I think we're really close to being able to use this. Like personally, Mm-hmm. between us and then we should be uh able to kind of have some alpha testers which which will they'll be testing on a horrible a, a ui and and things like that pretty soon. speak for yourself man the mobile app is sick <laughs> it's got a nice blue button that font is just the best i got some uh, i got some bootstrap on the phoenix app side so, uh, it ships with bootstrap so so watch out mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's been my last two weeks. I haven't really been working on anything besides Chronic. It was fun kind of building a WebSocket-based API. I've never kind of done that before. It's interesting to use. It gets a little confusing because I haven't really worked. I mean, you've worked with Slack, obviously, a lot. So you kind of have uh, an understanding of what you can and cannot do with WebSockets. I've legitimately never had to build anything with WebSockets before, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been an interesting like, okay, why is why is this not working right now? Yeah, okay. one thing uh, I know that gotcha. we're gonna have to build is a lot of tooling um around around this so we can support it easier. Because the whole statefulness of things and like bugs that mm-hmm. people may see and like what timers are out there and what timers are abandoned and how do we clean up these oh, abandoned I see what you're timers? Saying. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. you know, what happened during this period that, you know things aren't going right so thankfully elixir and erlang like there's a lot of yeah. uh they have a lot of tools kind of just built over the you know erlang's 20 plus year mm-hmm. life cycle so the cool thing that i noticed um you know we started off this by building kind of pairing and building this system timer object that's basically an erlang process and mm-hmm. uh that implementation that we did uh, was really well done. Like I didn't, we didn't really have to change or add much to that, and it kind of just worked, and the tests kind of worked. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the next two weeks, I really don't know what I'm going to work on. So we have a bunch of different directions we can go to, through. Uh, we did send out a survey during that time to see what platforms people wanted, and it kind mm-hmm. of was obvious that people want iOS and Mac. Uh, we gave them options of Slack and I think Amazon uh, Alexa and uh, there were some Android and votes. There's there that one Windows, like one Windows guy. vote. Um, so, but I think for me personally as well, like a Mac app and and, and a iOS app would be the most useful. Mm-hmm. There's also a few that said web. Um, but we have to kind of decide like what we can work on concurrently because like mm-hmm. if you're building these react components 
and we're building some JavaScript components. Like we want to be able to reuse those in like the website. Uh, are we going to yeah. do React Native for Mac? No, we're so I was joking about the React Native for Mac thing that I briefly set off air. But I never uh, even looked at that. I just noticed yeah. this. Oh, I just found it as like a fork because I was just mm-hmm. curious. But yeah, I think I'm cool with because I want to be able to support Android as mm-hmm. a thing because there are plenty of people that use Android, even if they still use Macs. Mm-hmm. So I think Mac is really important. And then for the mobile side, I think that's simply too much to really look into learning in depth um, for you and I to support ourselves mm-hmm. if we don't use something that kind of abstracts that away. So yeah, using what I'm using now with React Native, I feel like we can kind of support these. And I'm using a thing on top of React Native called, oh, crap, I can't remember what it's called. Um, something like Native UI, basically. Mm-hmm. But it uh, it has components that are, like, pre-configured to map to, like, the proper components in Android and iOS. So it, like, looks like it was made for the right system, even though, like, I'm programming it generically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've done, I know what that... Yeah, I don't. I forget the name too, but I've seen that used on a couple React Native projects. So I'm using that right now, and I think that'll get us most of the way there. And then the way that the native app is structured, thankfully, um, we can take the the presentational components that I've got and have a separate like web version of those. But then all of the container components and those kind of things should still work. So I should be able to take many of the same classes classes i guess and use them across um between the web front end and the native app yes yeah yeah that was what i was hoping for um and then and as i'm building kind of this javascript as i was building kind of spike and crappy javascript uh client timer i can kind of see what things are going to be needed and so we should probably talk about those Mm -hmm. because you have what you've seen on your act native side i've had seen what i've seen on my javascript client side and i think we should either pair or talk about that stuff, and um, and then that'll be that'll be good to so then we can kind of use those things on both a couple different clients. And then the other thing, you know, we have to sit down and and kind of go over our product roadmap on like what platforms are going to release with and like what features are going to be in these things. Um, and I would like to kind of do this out in the open. And there's a there's a product product roadmap thing that I saw on Product Hunt kind of like makes things kind of public and i think it hooks into like github issues and things like that so yeah if you're cool with it i kind of want to do this we can kind of yeah no i'm i'm cool with that i would say maybe not like hash it out on the podcast but i would think uh we should hash this out off air and then like next episode maybe uh we go through okay this is what we came up with like here's our like uh this is what we want for like our internal release here's what we want for like when we can actually get people in here this is what we want to have done awesome sounds good man cool all All right well yeah like i said uh i'm gonna warn you right now i'm probably not gonna be super productive on chronic this particular calendar week because i'm gonna be cranking away at um my course stuff for my job But after that, I'm ready to get just go heads down and get some stuff deployed too. Gonna be doing that. Cool. Yeah, I'll probably if you know you aren't that productive, and we maybe haven't talked about the roadmap before, then um, then may, I might switch over to doing some tattoo stuff this week. So yeah, I would say I almost actually yeah, either do tattoo or callback. Yeah. Like, give me an out this yep. week. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, I will talk to you. Uh, well, basically, probably right after this phone call, but I will uh, record something with you in two All weeks. Right, man. Talk to you later. See you. Later. Later.